baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, ESPN 97.7, Terry Waldrop, La Edge, hanging out with you here on a Tuesday, uh, two days after a very memorable Masters performance, uh, won by Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia. The Sir- third Spaniard, by the way, to win the Masters. Um, so it's 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 build that wall, right? Build a, build a wall. <laughs> build the wall because you keep Sergio. Nothing, nothing says America like an English guy. Say build the wall. Yeah. And uh, an Italian American and a Scotch Irish guy yeah, saying build the wall. Yeah, they're going for the championship. You got to like that. So anyway, we're going to get into a lot of stuff. Thanks for uh, for being with us today. Spending a lot of part of your time in your morning. That other voice you hear, familiar, uh, sucking down the coffee over there. One. Jamie Fox, Jamie, good morning to you. Sir. Uh, you're not supposed to say I'm drinking coffee. My family is on me a little bit about that since my recent hospitalization. Uh, that may be water in that cup. No, I don't, it should be bourbon. Um, uh, Terry, uh, here we are in the uh, midst of the Easter season, and I want to tell you, uh, uh, just got a text message from the Danny, the family of Danny Etling, uh, and they do say that uh, they do, uh, in the in the spirit of Easter, do forgive you for your. Uh, uh, reality ver- verbal assault on their son uh yesterday and uh, i told him it was just he was just uh venting a little bit it's nothing personal and they said they understood um i had forgotten uh being off the air for for a month how acerbic that tongue of yours could be uh and and i just thought my goodness this this poor young man is uh you know this is so what i'm trying to say ladies and gentlemen is that terry will be having his seminar uh today uh, how to win friends and influence people. Um, he'll again be uh, be chairing that, and uh, he'll he'll bring his uh, bring his best to you. But I I think that he, he was in a little bit of a coaching mode yesterday. Uh, sometimes he lapses back into that, and we have to forgive him for that. The Atlin family understands that, and uh, so anyway, uh, again in the spirit of Easter, Terry, uh, all is well. Uh, we can move on. Uh, Danny Atling will be the quarterback at LSU this year. It appears to be the starter. Um, so we can just, you know, we can calm the waters and and, and all will be well. And you don't uh, I, I save that that. All right, now here's save the biz- that the, the the viciousness for for another like Levar Ball or somebody yeah, like that. Here's the bizarre thing that that I came up with yesterday. Okay. And so I got you and Sean Williams sitting in here, and we discussed at length. Uh, after the show, what do you think LSU's football record is going to be this year? Yes. The bizarre thing, I had them with a better record than you and Sean Williams, and I'm well, the one killing them. Yeah, well, we're – we're <laughs> Explain that to me. You know, Sean, Sean and I have been through a lot lately. And, Fair uh, enough. And uh, we, don't, we don't always see the, the sometimes the uh, – the light at the end of the tunnel, but I think uh, I think at one point I was eight and four. I think I, but uh, I think Sean was nine and three. He and I both. And you're saying ten and two? No, I went nine and three with Danny Etling at quarterback. Yeah. No, I went nine and three. Uh, I had them losing to uh, what at Alabama. I had them in a toss-up game for me at Tennessee very late in the year, and had them losing uh, at Florida. Um. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, most of the uh, text we got in on that indicated that wasn't going to be that wasn't going to get the job done. Uh, most of the audience thought we should that LSU should at least go ten and two this year. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you got to think about this. Um, and I've I've always looked at it this way. I always look at the the class of underclassmen that leave, and and I always look at if you've got two or three guys that go. I mean, to me, I look at that as a loss somewhere on the schedule. You can't replace that experience. Uh, you can't it, it replace that playmaking ability. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, you lose Jamal Adams and uh, Malachi Dupree probably would have been. They were talking about this yesterday. Malachi Dupree probably would have been a fixture in this uh, in Matt Canada's new offense. And uh, I think he, you know, hopefully makes a roster. But it's it's going to be tough. And I think and Godshaw uh, probably would have benefited from another year back. So 
I look at that as, uh, you know, that equating to a loss or two on the schedule because you just can't replace. I mean, you know better than anybody, uh, you know, how did Butler and play schools like this build up their their cachet was fifth-year seniors, fourth I mean, while everybody else is, is running through guys, one and done, uh, the Butlers and Xaviers of the world were building their rosters with uh, with fifth-year seniors. So I think experience makes a difference, uh, particularly in the SEC. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see where that's going to hurt LSU. But it, it will hurt. You know, it's, they're not the only school that, that went through that. Uh, you know, even, you know, South Carolina and so forth lose guys early. But it's it's your ability to plug and play, you know, guys. And uh, that's why recruiting is so important. Well, you know, we, we talk about transfers, Jamie. I'll throw this bone out there for you. Okay. You know, we everybody this year, I think if there was one criticism with the NCAA basketball tournament, we didn't have the upsets like we had years past. And you, it's true. You didn't have the – uh, the Cinderella, if you will, big upset, Stephen F. Austin coming within a whisper of going to uh, the Elite Eight, things mm-hmm. of that nature, right? Sports Illustrated has done a study, and, and it makes a lot of sense. So far, I think uh, the season's been over a week and a half. Mm-hmm. You already have 299 kids that have said they're going to transfer. Really? Yeah. And it'll be up close to 1,000 before it's all said and done. I knew a lot of kids had declared, for yeah. the, but I had no idea the, from the transfer. The transfer, yeah. 299? 299 was the, the number I got. Oh but here's the deal. It's not just a transfer that we're familiar with. You know, you go to UCLA, it's not quite what you thought it was, and you're thinking, you know, maybe Cal State Fullerton would be more suited to what I want to do. And so everybody thinks about you transfer to a lower level, right? You see it all the time. That's the common one. What people are not getting is that you have the lower-level schools, players, transfer to higher level schools they establish themselves at a lower level school then all of a sudden hey i'm better you know than i used to be and so you jump up so you saw gonzaga Mm -hmm. really reaping benefits from that uh since 2012 in the sports illustrated study the amount of players who've transferred up to a higher rated league from the low and mid levels has tripled now this has gutted the rosters jamie of the low and mid-major schools. And, you know, the sad thing is you go recruit somebody that you think is going to be really good, you work with them, you're developing. Next thing you know, they're at Syracuse, and you're left going, man, Jamie was really, really good, uh, and then he left. Hard to get much continuity when you've got players going in and out the door like that. I mean, and what is the transfer? How does that work when you go from – I know Division One, you have to sit out a year. Graduate transfer, you're eligible immediately. Right. And which I is think, what they're playing. Yeah, which I think LSU's in the in the running for a kid from Akron who's a, a graduate transfer. Don't know if they're going to get him. But to your point about let's just say you're not a graduate transfer. You you want to transfer to UCLA from Cal State Santa Barbara. Uh, still have to sit out a year. Not if you're a graduate transfer. Not if you're a graduate transfer. But what if you – how does it work if let's say you're coming from Division two, okay, or Division three? Is that year – is that still apply like when you when you transfer to another school? Yeah, Division yeah. My understanding still is a year it does. You have to see it. A, a D two and D three transfer to Division one. It, it's very very rare. You're not eligible immediately. Exceedingly though. rare. Exceedingly. Uh, you know, Sonny Vaccaro, who is uh, who was the big time guy with Nike, and then he jumped to Adidas. Uh, certainly no stranger to controversy, Sonny Vaccaro. But uh, interesting character and, and huge in the landscape of, of college sports and college basketball in particular. His quote was this: "He goes, look, small colleges are becoming the minor leagues for big schools. Uh, the small schools are being penalized for their success recruiting and developing players. Now, in 2012, 28 players left smaller schools to go up to higher levels. Now, that would be, say, Division Two. Right? No, that would be." Uh, a kid leaving ULM to go to anywhere you would consider well, that's still, higher. That's still Division One. Yeah, it's all Division. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah okay. we're talking Division One. We're, we're, we're not. Okay. We're, we're not into the Division Twos and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, last off season, and again in 2012, it was 28. It went to 91. Mm. Uh, you had 49 graduate transfers immediately eligible. Uh, 42 just traditional, and so for years the programs. These programs thrive, and you even go back to Louisiana Tech, uh, Louisiana Monroe, Grambling in the heydays of their basketball programs. 
think what would happen if those rules were enacted back then with Calvin Natt, with a Carl Malone, mm-hmm. with, a, with a Willis Reed or a Larry Wright, someone of that caliber in one of the big schools, hey, yeah, he's really good. We think we're going to take him. I tell you what, it'd be hard for anybody, Jamie, to turn that down. It would be. And, and not go to uh, where the grass is a lot greener. But you're seeing, um, you know, Villanova took a kid from Fordham this year. Florida had a kid from College of Charleston. Maryland had a kid from Duquesne. And all these were very, very important uh, pieces to the puzzle. Gonzaga had the kid from Washington. Now, you can say that Washington is it a step up or step down from Gonzaga. I tell you, it's probably a step down as good as Gonzaga has been. Well, yeah, but prior to that, you'd have to say within the last 10 years, Washington would be considered the more premier program in that state. You know, Gonzaga being in Spokane. But uh, I think, I want to say, Terry, that uh, Gonzaga had three transfers, one from Washington, one from Nevada, and and somewhere else. Yeah, so. well, I mean, here, here's a great example for you, Jamie. Uh, Robert Morris. Now, right. 2015, they got to the uh, NCAA tournament, got beat by Duke in the first round. They had a bunch of underclassmen that were really good. Uh, matter of fact, two of them combined for 45 points against Duke. Two seasons later, one of those guys is the leading scorer at Georgetown, and another guy is a key player at Clemson. Wow. Guess what happened to Robert Morris? <laughs> Boom. Into the toilet they go. Um and you're at the coach, you're going, dude, what, I mean, I've recruited really good players, and now they left. And ironically enough, Georgetown fired their coach this year, mm-hmm. and Clemson was very pedestrian. But, you know, it begs the question, are you better off at a very pedestrian Clemson <clears throat> or being really good at um, Robert Morris? Well, you know, I look at this, I don't know if, if in the thought of their transfer, if they're thinking it'll help their ability to get into the league into the NBA, but what I've seen both in the NBA and uh, the NFL, I mean, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Yes. I mean, my guy, Junior Gallette, went to Stillman College after getting kicked out of Temple. Uh, not a good example, but what I'm trying to say is You that see his latest, he got arrested in yesterday. Biloxi, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still managing to wind up on the police blotters. But um, my thought is if you're – I mean, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. It, if you're good enough, they'll find you. I mean, and uh, I don't understand what the thought process, other than they want to play uh, in front of perhaps bigger crowds. You want to play in front of 100,000 people with every known, uh, I won't say commodity, but every known convenience known to mankind, Jamie. Right. You got everything. And, you know, most places you don't. Most places are not LSU and Alabama and Florida in football. Most are like Robert Morris. You know, they're just not. And so I think those kids see it. And we have a, a free agency culture uh, that's prevalent in sport these days. Exactly. And, and it's not in pro sports. It's not in college. It's not in high school. It's not in rec league. It's in all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all wild. Well, you know, if my kid's not playing on this team, I'll start my own team. And then if he's not playing on my own team, I'm going to fire the coach. Wait, I'm the coach. I'll fire the assistant so I can play who I want to. But it's just a um, the, the longevity, the sticking out, if you will, it's not done anymore. They'll just go to another school and uh, and bail out of there. But you're seeing this, and it's hurting the smaller schools because you're not going to see as many. Um, you know, you t- go back to Steph Curry at Davidson. Mm-hmm. As good as Steph Curry was, and you wonder if this was if he was coming out this year or, you know, he was a sophomore this year after the performances he put out there, why wouldn't he go to a Duke or a North Carolina or Kentucky? You don't think they would be making pitches for him? Like, I'm at Davidson, I really like it, but uh, I'm guessing the Kentucky lifestyle is probably a little bit better. Just a thought. Sure. I mean, you know, you've got Wildcat Lodge there and, and everything else at your disposal. Um, and that's how – I think that's what the attraction is, just better amenities. Yep. And uh, that's attractive. But I, that, to me, is a real – you're talking about 200 and not, not – 299 D1 transfers already, already. since basketball season – has ended. Been over about a week or so. Wow. You listen to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, The Edge. This segment's brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. The best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go by and see Dr. Weber, uh, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, 318-345-4545. Tell them you heard about it on The Edge and ESPN 97.7. When we return, your text, your calls. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, 888 
888-993-7762. Call or text. Jamie and I will be back in a minute. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. Hey, small business owners, are you managing your backups or are they managing you? Kevin with Tech again. What if a tornado or a flood or a fire destroyed your office and all of your files? Or CryptoLocker came calling and denied you access to your data. Could your business recover? At Hitech, we have a solution that will back up, protect, and recover your data, and it's more cost-effective than you think. Call us today at 582-1800 to learn more. That's Hitech, 582-1800. Are you ready to sell your homeland or commercial property? Then call Cowell Banker Group One Realty. Your listings on hundreds of the best websites in the country. A video tour of most listings. The number one most visited real estate brand online. 73% more transactions than our nearest competitor over the past 10 years. 110 professional realtors cover 17 parishes. We advertise in local media too. Call Cowell Banker Group One Realty in Monroe 3610300. West Monroe 362-0007. Buston 2 Each office independently owned and operated. You can drive the luxury of Lincoln for less in a pre-owned Lincoln from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. They have a very good inventory of pre-owned Lincolns in stock, many models in all price ranges. From a 2000 Lincoln LS to a low mileage 2016 Navigator, most are certified pre-owned Lincolns with 100,000 mile warranties. You owe it to yourself to see the selection of pre-owned Lincolns today at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx rolling here with you on a Tuesday. Make sure. We're well, not transferring, by the way. We're not transferring. Well, Some people want us to, but... Yeah. yeah, we're 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 staying with you at least through the day. But this segment is sponsored by our friends at Spa Novell. Look. You got Mother's Day coming up. You got Easter coming up. You got graduation coming up. What better way to show your love for that special person? A gift certificate, Spa Novell, Lammy Lane and Monroe. Go check them out. Tell them that you heard it on ESPN and The Edge. I'm going to tell you somebody I need a Spa Novell gift certificate for. Uh, one of my favorite football players ever, Jamie. He played on the two-time national championship Texas A&M Aggie football Wait, they weren't national champs. They were the SEC. Well, no, they, they, they weren't that either. Uh, Miles Garrett. Yes. Our friend Miles Garrett. Possible number one draft choice. Uh, he's a pass rusher. Yes. Uh, extraordinaire, I guess. And, uh, you know, A&M, to say that A&M did not have a lot of success during his tenure, uh, let's put it this way, A&M fan, and, and I like A&M, but – you had the one great year with Johnny Manziel. You roll into Tuscaloosa. A.J. McCarron throws a pick in the end zone. You win the game. Thus, the legend of Johnny is born. Second year coming back, uh, he does well against Alabama in, uh, in College Station. Still gets beat, and that plane starts going down. The last couple years, uh, they, they poach uh, Chief, John Chavis from LSU designed to shore up that defense that was more leaky than the Titanic. Uh, that hadn't worked so well thus far. But yet Miles Garrett tells the Cleveland Browns, I'm quoting here, if you do not draft me with the number one overall pick, I will punish you. All right, my question to you, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. what the heck could you do to the Cleveland Browns that has not already been done to them? Seriously. Well, that's his punishment. Is he's got to, he's he's being drafted by Cleveland, so good luck with that. Uh, while you're punishing people and winning three games a year, uh, good luck with that. And also, he uh, 
You wonder some of this pre-draft publicity has gone a little bit to Miles' head. Did you see where he said he choked out a couple of LSU tight ends during their game this past year and that also he refused to go on, I can't remember whether it was, uh, anyway, Booger McFarland right. of, of Winsboro fame. It's kind of uh, alluded to the fact that maybe he's not, maybe he's not all chopped liver like he makes himself out to be. And uh, young Mr. Garrett took exception to that and refused to go on the show. So he's 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 had a little bit of uh, a little bit of tantrum since he's uh, as we come up to the draft. I still don't think he'll I still think he'll get drafted number one and go to Cleveland. But he sure is uh, as, as shall we say uh, talking a lot of smack. We got to hook this guy up with Levar Ball. Yeah, I think they're headed in the right direction. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, what if Levar ever spent any time in South Texas? Looks like a match made in heaven to me. But well, uh, here was his quote: "If you gotta like, you gotta like the bravado, or you gotta throw up one of the two. Uh, Miles tells ESP in the magazine that he looks to exceed Jerry Rice in becoming regarded as the greatest that ever played." regardless of position or era. Um, let, 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 let me say that again, just in case you didn't get it. He tells ESPN the magazine that he looks to exceed Jerry Rice. He thinks he is going to be regarded as the greatest that ever played, regardless of position or era. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, he hasn't proven anything. I mean, he hasn't even played in a preseason game. He hasn't been drafted yet, and uh, you know, to me, he's he's already you know he talked about he won't go on a show because somebody says something that's not flattering about him. He's come on and said he's choked out two LSU players. Basically, he stuffed their 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 face mask in the dirt. But anyway, this, uh, this must have been when they were running touchdowns the other yeah, way. Yeah, well, it, nice it, job, Miles. Little little late because guys guys was already in the end zone for three minutes. But little victories. <laughs> Little victories, right? And who was the? What was the other thing you mentioned? He um, he's going to be. He's going to punish him. He's going to punish him. That's yeah, right. he's going to yeah, punish. I saw, the, I saw that. What the heck can you do to the Cleveland Browns that hadn't been done already? Well, and how you know what we talk a lot about what's around you. What's what's going to be the supporting cast around you in Cleveland to make sure that you can make good on that? Uh, not very good. So uh, well, here was his quote. And if you don't draft me number one, I will punish your team for the next 10 to 12 years. I'll knock your quarterback out of the game every time we play, and I'll kick the hell out of whoever number one is, whoever it is. Well, is this, this, this oh, sounds like me after my fifth bourbon and Coke. I mean, this is a bounty gate when you're threatening to knock people out of the game? Yes. I mean, what Greg is Greg Williams around here somewhere? Dear God, what this, this has a he, he, anger management maybe, huh? I don't know, but he's uh, – he is mad at the world, and he's fixing to be a millionaire many times over, and he's all of a sudden lashing out at people. I would go, you know, call me Louise Mandrell if you want. I don't care, but uh, guess what? I'm going to sign for $34 million. Well, here's and his other so, quote. Uh, kiss my derriere. I mean, I don't understand why he's having such issues with people commenting about it. Who cares? You get to cash the checks. Because I'm a difference maker from day one. I'm not going to be in any trouble. I'm going to make plays and bring a good atmosphere to your organization and I'm going to start winning and winning now. That's what Junior Gallette said too. And uh, Johnny Menzel. And Johnny Menzel. Um, and Steve from the rec center. I mean, Yeah. Um, at some point we need to transition back to our good friend Johnny Menzel. Um I, I don't understand these. This is this is something that could just be left. You, you've got the you know obviously the the people that make that are in the decision making process think enough of you that you're going to be more than likely the number one draft choice. But I, I don't understand this. This this is from all indications this wasn't Pierce persona at A and M. He was you know a, a, a monster on the football field, but a gentle giant off and. Uh, Boy, he's he's lashing out at some folks, and I, I just think if if you're going to go into that arena, you better get ready because it's going to come at you. I'm kind of hoping the Cleveland Browns draft him. <laughs> well, I think that's a given. Um, it, look, is the Cleveland Browns? I mean, a factory of sadness would that be a good way to describe the Cleveland Browns? You know, the Cleveland Browns' motto is, "Hey, at least we have LeBron." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Uh, and that's what was tough for me. I was somewhat – I wanted the Cubs to win, but I was it was hard to pull against Cleveland because they the, the poor Indians in, the, in last year's World Series, they had suffered incredibly as well. But 
I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of – what was the name of the uh, – it was the mistake by the lake? Yes. That was the old Memorial Stadium there in Cleveland. I, th- I assume they're in new digs now. Everybody is. But, uh, you know, that – who knows? With, with the with the parity, I mean, you know, hey, Miles Garrett, you, you and Cleveland can win four or five games. They went one in 15, so two games would be a double the improvement from uh, last year. Can you imagine being the head co- – I mean, yeah, Hugh Jackson, I believe, is the head coach in Cleveland. That man, bless us. I mean, you know, you're you're sitting there going, okay, now we've got a guy telling if he doesn't draft, he's going to punish us for the next. <laughs> you're thinking, what the heck are you going to do to me? Yeah. I mean, you know. We, it's have like we a guy on death enough? row, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. going to give you four more life sentences. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, Cleveland. I, is this a mantra, though, that we're seeing more of? in sports is the bravado you look at the lavar ball not necessarily lonzo ball but lavar ball uh he doubled down on his idiotic comments yesterday we're going to do them the third section but are we seeing this more and more is it become the springer show in sports just to get on the headlines well i think you you know we we do often say that sports imitate both art and life and uh, politics as well. There's the blend. And um, you don't necessarily want to see this. Uh, I mean, I would we, heretofore we kind of looked at sports as an escape, an ability to get away from some of these issues. And now all of a sudden we've got, uh, we've got all this blending over. And, and uh, to me, this is we've kind of lost that. And then, you know, this even goes back, Terry, to what you brought up about the transfer. I mean, we've just seen a lot of uh, – you don't get my way. I don't get it in the first year. I don't get this promotion uh, in the first six months on the job. I'm leaving. And that, to me, is not setting a good precedent. Um, but we're seeing I mean, I saw that, you know, uh, I think it's it's imitating life. I think people are, we've, I dare I say, we've become a little spoiled. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, what, uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, I deserve better. Um, well, we all do. But you don't always get it. And now you're seeing, you know, this kid come in. It's going to be a millionaire many times over here shortly. And he's complaining. Clean that up a little bit for the audience. He's complaining about uh, people. If you don't draft me, here's, here's the repercussions. I wish I could have said that to some of the people I used to work. If you don't, uh, you know, here I go. They would have laughed at me. Uh, but this guy just happens to have, uh, you know, an ability that translates to the football field very well. Uh, but, again, he's going into a profession where it's a short career, you know. And I would say save. You better rat hole all your money you can right now because, you know, a, a millionaire today can be gone tomorrow. I mean, you know, the, the stories are in ad infinitum I, I about saw th- guys who sign million-dollar contracts that are now bankrupt. I saw a stat with NBA and NBA NBA and NFL guys, uh, upon two years of their retirement or of their finishing playing, uh, anywhere from 70 to 80% bankrupt. That's so sad. Uh, and, and I don't uh, know that that's accurate. I, I don't want to say it was like in businessinsider.com uh, statistic out there. But interesting things going on. We come back, Jamie. I want to talk about uh, a couple quotes out there. Some big-name people on the NFL free agency or the trade bait list uh, from Richard Sherman all the way out there. And we still have Colin Kaepernick. And so his ex-teammates are weighing in on the fact uh, that he still does not have a job. The new coach for the 49ers made a statement yesterday I thought was pretty intriguing and interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. We return ESPN 97.7 The Edge, Jamie Foxx, Terry Waller. This segment brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby Manning is the guy you need to call. Tell him you heard about it on ESPN and the Edge, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Don't delay. Call him today. Back in a minute. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. 
This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride, like a 17 Dodge Challenger SXT for only $23.9. A 16 Dodge Dart is only $16.9. Take 20% off 17 Journeys. A 17 Dodge Durango is only $27.9. And get a 17 Dodge Charger for only $23.9. It's going on now during the spring clearance event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston. Skydiving is the bomb, but it ain't free. So when I'm not falling belly to earth, I'm looking for ways to get the most out of my money. As you might imagine, I've got some pretty lofty expectations when it comes to CDs. That's why I landed at First Guarantee Bank. Ten seconds! From high-performing CD rates to extraordinary customer service, at First Guarantee Bank, they are downright fanatical when it comes to delivering sound banking solutions. Cross your arms and grab your heart. Go, go, go! Ah! Drop into First County Bank and get fanatical rates. A two-year CD at 1.50 APY, new money only, or a five-year rate at 2.50 APY, new or existing money. Call 888-375-3093 or go to fgb.net to learn more. First County Bank, home of fanatical banking. The minimum balance required to open an account during the advertised annual percentage yield is $2,500. Member FDIC. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Your opinion don't matter This a maniac It's gonna step on whomever The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back And better than ever Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 To join in on all the fun Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx hanging out with you here the 11th day of April 2017, a couple days before tax time. Speaking of taxes, um, (laughs) your friend, uh, former Saint, really good player, Junior Gallette, in the news again. Uh, We alluded to that a little bit earlier. Uh, Now, Junior is, uh, can we say that some guys are just a magnet for issues? Uh, I think the word, this was a, a term, a couple of ta- uh, terms tossed around during the election. Uh, incorrigible, uh, irredeemable. Uh, <laughs> I think we're headed in the right direction when we use those terms to describe Junior. Well, I don't think he can be held. I mean, he was kicked out of Temple. I didn't realize that. Going back to his days, yes. he was kicked out of Temple uh, for – Unbecoming conduct. Ended up at Stillman College in Alabama. Got a got a free agent contract with the Saints. Made the team because he was talented. But boy, does he seem to be just. I mean, I just don't think it's like Pac-Man Jones. I just don't think he can be held. Well, I was going to say you put Pac-Man Jones and Johnny Manziel in there, and man, now you got something. Uh, that that is a that's a TV show I would watch. That's a reality show I would watch. But uh, Junior was arrested at a spring break festival in Biloxi, Mississippi. Now he's 29 years old. Did you ever go to spring break, Jamie? I never did. Uh, I did a couple times when, you know, I was in college. Right. <laughs> not at 29. You don't want to be the old guy. You were 19. Yeah, yeah 1920. Right? That ain't right. Uh, you don't want to be the old guy hanging at spring break. Or you never want to be the proverbial old guy at the bar. You just don't want to be that guy. That's something I have a little bit of experience <laughs> with. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so not it, spring break, though. It, yeah. So anyway, Junior hanging out at the spring break fest was charged by the Biloxi Police Department for disorderly conduct and failure to comply. Uh, Junior got into a fight, and here come the police, and he ran away. (laughs) And Junior was in a concert, uh, and he was released after posting a $500 bond. Now, the Washington Redskins, Tony Wiley, who is their senior vice president, 
His quote uh, was very terse. We're aware of the incident. We are gathering information, and we'll refrain from making any other further comment. Same thing the Saints said after the terse two or three times he was arrested, and then it got it went beyond the pale. Well, and you think you know have the Redskins bought a lemon? Now he's been the last two seasons with the Redskins, but he has not played a down for them. Not one play is he tore each of his Achilles in the last two summers. He signed a third straight one-year contract uh, back in February as he's trying to get back on track. I can tell you a little bit about Achilles. Uh, those are not fun. And it's very debilitating. It's a long recovery process. And so you're the Redskins. We're paying this guy. He's not played one. Let, let, let me put it succinctly. He has as many tackles as me, you, and John Tabor have the last two years. Difference being that he's paid about $16 million to not make tackles. Not make tackles, and we're paid $16. Right, and here's the difference, too, is that, you know, and when, when he was let go by the Saints, um, Sean uh, was, was very uh, vocal in support of that move. And I kind of go, I don't know, man. He, he's, he's been pretty productive. Well, I have to give – tip of the hat to the sun there he knew what was was going down this i i don't think junior gillette i mean this is one of those situations where what do you read next that he shot somebody or somebody shot him i mean that's that's the direction this is going because he's he's nothing positive when you hear the name junior gillette comes out of your mouth anymore i mean it's not like he's you know feeding the hungry or, or doing anything positive he's sitting there you know getting smashed and and smashing things up, and basically his, his life is a train wreck. Well, you know, a couple things that went on with him, and and none chimes in here. Maybe Junior, he was an okay player with the Saints. Maybe it's time to avoid beaches. Uh, speaking of such, there was a 2013 video, this was right before the Saints released him, that appeared to show Junior Gillette striking a woman with a belt. On the beach. During a uh, group. Sp- maybe the beach is a common thing. Junior, just, just say no, don't go to the beach. Uh, and then the other one, he was arrested and the charges were dropped. Uh, domestic violence after he was accused of injuring a female house guest while trying to get her to leave his home. Now, the NFL, they're not playing, Jamie. They're tired of this mess. They suspended him for two games. And you know what? Tom Brady deflating the football is that we thought might have happened, but we really couldn't sure. You know what? He got four. So Roger Goodell doesn't play. He's taking no prisoners. I like it, Roger Goodell. Uh, no, we don't. Um Roger, uh, double standard, Goodell. Um, again, that that uh, maybe on his next vacation, Junior Gallette needs to head to the mountains. I don't know. Oh, nobody in Chattanooga wants to see him coming. Um, but no, he's no beaches there, right? No beaches there. He needs to get as far away from that. Maybe that's the problem: is the sand brings out the worst in him. Uh, maybe he needs to head for the mountains. But uh, I, I don't know if you saw recently a a, a guy from the Forty ers got uh, arrested for domestic abuse, boom, they cut him. I mean, there was no uh, – I can't remember. Last name may have been po- – I don't know, but he did get – uh, Yeah, it seems like I remember he, that. He didn't get a second chance. So uh, – but Junior Gallette continues to, you know, defy civil authority and not play and get paid lots of money. Jimmy, at some point you cut back. I mean, he's blown Achilles yeah, the I last mean, two years. The guy's in trouble. Um, it looks bad on your organization, and God knows Washington Redskins don't need any worse press. I mean, the only way you can get worse press if you're Cleveland or the Washington Redskins is to have United Airlines as your team's official charter right? and where they will drag you off planes to make room for their employees. Uh, they've, they've, they've got some uh, amen, offendment to do, don't they? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah, it looked like, uh, it looked like uh, me on my last flight. Um, they drug you off the flight? This guy was a doctor. I, I heard. Do we and confirm was, that? Was it's, heading to, or supposedly, and heading back to Louisville had to like operate on people and everything, and they're going nah. And he, I mean, he had a guttural. I mean, it was really kind of disturbing. I thought he's a big dude too. It wasn't yeah, a small guy. Really, you got to kind of. I mean, just just you know, man up a little bit. But he screamed like a big old sissy. I mean, I don't understand it. But anyway, well, he smashed his head into the. Uh, to the side of uh, what is it, the arm bar or whatever oh, that okay. you? Well, maybe that, but, but still, it was like, come on, dude, you're like as big as they are. But well, anyway, it, it was the issue I have, you know. And if you see the right of carriage and everything, they can t- even though you have a ticket when you sign for that thing, they can tell you, hey, we're going to accommodate you on another flight at another time. They offered him, I think now they'll offer him a lot more, but I think they offer Pete. They were trying to get four employees on the flight to to work the next flight. So right, these were United employees. They were. 
making room for. Uh, they offered him eight hundred dollars. They should have offered more. No, they should have they offered should've. every one of them more, and people would have done. How many flights have you been on? And you see the people, hey, uh, we're oversold on this flight. Would it. you like a $500 voucher? Some take it. Would you like a $750? Would you like a 1000 And you go up to whatever you have to as opposed to sending, uh, and again, I don't fault the police. They told them, hey, go get this guy off because if you don't comply with the instructions of the flight crew, that becomes a crime. Well, here's the thing to think about. If, uh, if you're United, Delta, or anybody else, let's say Junior Gallette wants to, to fly your friendly skies. Um can you imagine? And you say, Junior, sorry, uh, you got to, uh, we're going to give you this, and uh, he'll just beat the hell out of everybody. I mean, it's just, it, it, with the belt. Uh, throw some sand out there. We got sand. the trifecta. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you united and you have the unfortunate example of flying Junior down to uh, South Beach, uh, watch out, because there's not a, there's a good chance that he's not <laughs> going to get from airport to airport without an incident. Well, I mean, did, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, did you see the CEO of United Airlines, the guy that's supposed to make it all better? He was a little bit contrite. What? No, he said, well, we just we really uh, hate it when we have to uh, – I forgot what word – what was the verbiage he used? When we have to uh, reposition or, or rebook passengers – yeah, let, let, let me let me put that in vernacular. We all can understand. You know, we really don't like it when we have to send armed guards over to the flight to physically beat you and drag you off the flight to make room for our employees. But hey, we'll do it. Yeah, but I mean, this is not unusual. I mean, you hear. I, I'm I'm not looking this back. You hear stories about all the time, like all these uh, Hollywood movie stars acting a fool and and getting arrested and or ask, escorted off the plane and so forth. I mean. I'm just surprised it hasn't happened to me and you yet. But, I mean, it's just one of these things that uh, I don't know. I think you can, you know, there's there's better ways to handle it. I, I understand one of the, the airlines industry is one of the few that's not regulated for overbooking. Um, yeah, they overbook like 15% of their flights. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a common thing that's going to come on. Maybe there needs to do something. And I think uh, most of their bottom lines have improved recently, so maybe this shouldn't be so much of an issue uh, overbooking, but uh, I would, I, like I said, I don't like my chances. If Junior Gallette, I, don't, I think you're going to need about 15 armed guards to get him off that plane. But uh, or do they come in with a, they come in with a stun gun. Yeah, you tase him. Well, and the sad thing about this, Terry, is I, unfortunately, I don't think this is the last we're going to hear about Gallette and, and his. And and Sean was right. I mean, the Saints did the right thing, cutting, and especially now he—I mean—he's done nothing the last two years due to Achilles tendon injuries. But uh, can't you see him, him hanging out with uh, John Pierre Paul and going to the Fourth of July fireworks? Ooh. Hey, hold my beer. Watch this. Oh, I'm telling you, that's tough. But uh, anyway, I think the only way to solve all this, uh, Terry, and you and I have discussed this, is I think the Saints do not need to draft a quarterback. They just need to bring in Johnny Menzel. I mean, I think this can be. He's out there. He's not going to cost them a lot of money. He's not going anywhere else. He's not going anywhere else except maybe to the bar. But I'm saying uh, maybe we getting back to reality. Uh, if you don't sign Johnny Manziel, he's going to uh, he's going to punish you. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't come out of his mouth. But it probably uh, has. Maybe it's a thing with Texas A&M players. I don't know. But boy, boy, have they really for, disappointed? For very mediocre. Von Miller has it. Von Miller's done really well. He has uh, a couple other guys, but um, the more vocal guys. And uh, who is the wide receiver? Mike Evans mm-hmm. has done really well. Yeah. With Tampa. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, A&M's. I mean, that that's a that's kind of a to me. I can't wrap my arms around all the situation. They spent, I think A&M spent $450 million upgrading their facility. I mean, right. it's unbelievable. And I guess you could say they're in a uh, uh, arms race with Texas now. Texas is now starting to, you know, you saw that, where I just saw the locker beat the hell out of Tom Herman, with the, and Tom Herman had the sledgehammer. Did you see that? Yep. Herman Herman lost a few steps there. Looked like he had a few too many. but Might have been A&M bricks. But a, you would like to see if you're – what do you think – the war chest is at like UT and A and M alone, sixty million. There's I mean, no limit to it. There's no limit. There's no limit. Yeah, and you got players like Miles Garrett graduating like this and saying, and you're going, well, where did we, where did we? Well, you know, we talk about LSU fan yesterday. That might be a good segment to we we finish up the show with. We talk about LSU fan. What's your expectations for this year? What if you're A and M fan? What are your seriously? What are your realistic expectations in the Big Twelve? You were pedestrian. 
It wasn't like they were lighting up the Big 12. You came in the SEC with Johnny Menzel. He was, uh, you know, everybody wanted to see what he was doing. He was exciting. He was good for college football. That sort of run dry. Now you went through more five-star quarterbacks uh, that, that come in and out. It's a revolving door. So does someone have some heat on him coming up this year? I think without question. Uh, I mean, what is your expect? If you're an A&M fan, what's your expectation? You know, we'll talk about that a little bit when we return. You know, it's the ESPN 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. The Edge is so it's sponsored blah, by, by our friends at Pie Works. Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. Seven ninety nine lunch special. Don't forget the Parmesan peppercorn. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the diet version of that. I'm not kidding. It's outstanding. ESPN, back in a minute. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area, and her team of Marshall Doss, Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. Hey, Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. You need to check out our huge new line of modular homes as low as $47 a square foot. Double wides or triple wides. Visit our photo gallery today at tillysmodular.com. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Washington Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Closed it down on a Tuesday. Uh, Colwell Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. We're going to stay on the Roger Goodell theme song, Jamie. Uh, Roger Goodell, not to be confused with Judge Roy Bean. No, no. In the Old West or, or Dirty Harry and Clint Eastwood or, or anyone like that. But, hey, he's thrown down the gauntlet again. There were a couple players that participated in an arm wrestling tournament at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. I saw that, did not read about it. James Harrison uh-huh. for the Steelers. Uh-huh. Marshawn Lynch. Uh, one of the Pouncey guys. And Dolphins receiver Kenny Stills. Former Saint. Yep. Navarro Bowman from the Raiders. And Marquette King. And a couple other guys. Patrick Chung from, I think he's of the Patriots also. Um, the NFL is going to seriously look into the players' participation because... Since they now have a team in Vegas, uh, they will not let the players do anything uh, involved with the casino. Tony Romo in 2015 had a fantasy football event that uh, it was going to be at a convention center. It was attached to the casino. Not the casino, but attached to it. 
And the NFL anti-gambling policy um, prohibited him from doing that. So Roger Goodell, again, showing that he is not going to be intimidated. He is going to put his foot down, especially where it really doesn't matter, and uh, do the most mundane things because, you know, an arm wrestling competition, I mean, next thing you know, we have dogs and cats living together. There's a chaos. you got to throw a, uh, a Ghostbusters reference in there every once in a while. But you get the point. I mean, Roger Goodell, really? Um, Roger Goodell epitomizes swallowing camels and choking on gnats. Because what did you tell me? He gave uh, Brady a four-game suspension for yeah. the Flategate. Well, yeah, for and, something that he, you can't prove that he did. And uh, I just don't understand. I mean, I think he's a uh, – but apparently, I mean, the owners love him. I mean, he's making 40, 40, 44 million. million. Yeah. 44 million to pass out these ridiculous uh, edicts. Um, I don't know. I just, to me, it, it makes it hard to to stomach sometimes when you've got, and yet, and then you've got all these, you know, these domestic issues. You talked a little bit earlier uh, about Colin Kaepernick. Some of his teammates had, uh, had, become a little vocal about why he hadn't been picked up by somebody else or yeah, the so couple that guys hasn't, that hasn't run its course yet yeah the hide the running back goes look yeah, carlos hide yeah he yeah. goes and i'm paraphrasing what he said here he goes look i don't understand why he's been picked up he's better than a lot of these quarterbacks but then he quickly points out but hey look i'm just a player i'm not a coach gm or owner so right. it, it, my way of saying hey don't cut me i'm good whatever you want to do here's the thing that 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 people don't get on kaepernick as well Take away the political side, and, and, you know, it's obviously supercharged. Kaepernick's skill set, the money that he wants, Jamie, he he wants money as a top-end backup quarterback or a low-end starter, which is 8 to $10 million a year. Mm -hmm. There's not but a couple teams, like six to seven teams, that can actually afford that and maybe even need it. The second part is that the skill set that he has – you're not going to change your offense for Colin Kaepernick. No. Not. Okay, it's not like he's a traditional drop-back passer. He is a scrambler, uh, RG3 without the, the mileage on you maybe. Not been really efficient as of late, the last couple years. And so it's sort of an unknown, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of bells and whistles with Kaepernick. And, and I think much like Tim Tebow, the people don't want the circus. Now, you can say, it's not fair. Sure, it's fair. As an owner, I get to pick and choose who my employees are. The guy doesn't have nobody. Leonard Fournette, Colin Kaepernick, Tom Brady, they don't have a right to play in the NFL. It's not a right. It's a privilege. You don't have a right to work at a 7-Eleven. It's a privilege, right? If they don't want you, they don't hire you. And so... People that get into the entitlement factor of, well, he deserves it. What does he deserve? What do anybody deserve? You are a commodity to an organization. Do you help us become more efficient? Do you not? That's the question. And if you don't, then he deserves it. No, he doesn't. No, and it's talking. If the productivity had been there, you know, Colin Kaepernick would not be a free agent. He would be, or and would not been released. He he would have been in the employment of the San Francisco 49ers. He'd have still been there. So, obviously, there's something they see from a productivity standpoint. And I think that's at the where the rubber meets the road. That's where the problem is, is they don't – they see whether skills are diminishing, whether his skills don't translate to the offense Kyle Shanahan wants to bring to that organization. Um, it's not a good fit anymore. And that happens. I mean, at some point, we all have to accept that Drew Brees is not going to be behind center for the Saints. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. It's the nature of the beast. And uh, – it's it's just a part of a you know the I mean it's the turnover rate in the NFL is is, is unbelievable. You don't I mean if you can if you can squeeze a five year career out of the NFL you've done well. And uh, you know I don't see that that uh, Goodell helps matters sometimes by some of his decisions, but um, the money's there. Uh, the money's there for the owners. Uh, as long as the public continues to support it, you're not going to see that drastic amount of changes. I, you know, Ka- the reason, you know, Kaepernick is not worth the risk right now to a lot of people. Uh, it's risk reward. Yeah, it is. And he's, you know, if you at some point he's not, uh, he's not bringing cachet to the organization, so he's not going to be 
probably not going to be signed anytime. Well, Jeremy, how do you sell that to your fan base? Well, you know, here's the thing. The NFL is smart enough to at least gotten the message this year. When when Kaepernick did his thing and, and all this went out, you saw the ratings drop. You saw the ticket sales drop. You saw, and that's what you and I have talked about. You want to make a statement? Don't buy the product. It's as simple as that because they don't, you know, you can't talk morals and values, but you know what? They respond to money. They respond to money not being there. When you're used to getting X number of advertising revenue, and all of a sudden your advertisers are going, sayonara, I'm not going to support this. That's when these organizations finally start to react. It would be the same way with the Saints. You know, if, if they do something that, that doesn't, you know, whatever. If Drew Brees walks out in a Castro T-shirt mm-hmm. and takes a very politically uh, aligned movement or whatever, or, or, or he walks out with a Trump shirt for that matter. Sure. And – it's a politically charged environment. It's a politically charged country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all bleeds over into each other. And at the end of the day, these are businesses trying to make profits. Well, I, I had to learn the hard way and, and because I am a little stubborn. I mean, the best thing you can do if you're in an organization that large, like the NFL, is just keep your mouth shut. Do your job. Do your job. Don't say anything. If uh, Even if it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen come down the pike, uh you can't say anything because, you know, Daryl, you've seen the commercial where the guy's going, uh, they're all around the board table, and the guy says, okay, so this is it, uh, everybody on board, and the guy says, no, I think this is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, he's packing his and stuff. They, <laughs> and then they show him with his box out on the sidewalk and everything. I mean, that happens. You know, you can, uh, unfortunately, in organizations that large, you really can't speak your mind. And uh, they can they can say all they want to about open doors and and we have uh, First Amendment yeah you have which is true the, you do you've got it you've but you're not it. protected from the repercussions thereof you're not necessarily going to stay in their employment um, you can say it but I don't recommend it's it. like going to Nebraska and Kansas yeah. and petitioning against the beef industry right. Yeah. You know, go promote a vegetarian lifestyle or a vegan lifestyle in Kansas and Nebraska and Missouri. See how that works out for you. Yeah, well, you're starting to see a lot of this. I mean, you know, all these things we talk about is blending over, and I wish we could – I wish the divide was larger, Terry, but, I mean, you're seeing all these things with politics and everything bleeding over. So, um, you know, we'll see as time goes on. I mean, I, I assume, uh, you know, with the draft coming up, uh, you're seeing, you know – uh, vetting and uh, on Joe Mixon, for example, you're seeing things like that, um, you know, which would be somewhat of a contradiction if, uh, you know, you've let somebody like Jimmy Graham walk and Junior Gallette walk and uh, then you bring in a Joe Mixon. So it could, which, well, you know, he may be, it may, that may have been a one shot deal. Who knows? No, no pun intended. Yeah. And it was a, it was a, a, a lethal one, but I'm going to tell you, you just have to, We'll wait and see. I mean, I'm in, I'm always interested. I'm one of these idiots like Sean. I, we, I love these mock drafts because well, speak, you know. speaking of such, have you seen the uh, what's going on at University of Oklahoma with Stoops and Company? Mm-mm. They've had multiple arrests here in the last couple of weeks on their football team. Oh, I did see. Yeah, the the backup quarterback. Yeah. Had, uh, well, no, and they they've had more this weekend. Really? Yeah, we'll get into that tomorrow. Baker, yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was drunk and disorderly, and a couple of the other guys. It's not been a uh, a good spring for the Sooners. No, uh, be interested to see where that uh, where that leads come, uh, because before we know it, uh, we'll fall asleep and uh, college football will be here again. So, anyway, uh, great show today. Yep, I, I did want to, co- uh, uh, Do Jose. Yeah, Jose J. Trends uh, shot some stuff in. Long-time listener, Louisiana Tech graduate student, Aggie undergrad. I expect an eight-win season. We're talking about Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. With a promising opening, but eventually we will crumble after playing Bama. Someone's last year, unless they can't find any other replacement options. So, eight wins, maybe not good enough for someone. I don't know. That's what he's had pretty much every year, it seems. So. I think eight wins will keep him his job. Yeah, um, depends maybe. on I mean, he's got he's got some – they're going to have to have a quarterback emerge. Uh, you have forty-five star quarterbacks. Pick one that's not. Well, Miles Garrett is an example. We can say what we want to about him running his mouth, but he is a talent. Yeah, absolutely. And they won what seven games with him. Uh, here, let's see. ESPN ninety-seven-seven. Thanks to our title sponsor, Doctor David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, US one sixty-five North in Monroe. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Three one eight three four five four five four five. 
G.B. Cooling, reminding you to work, support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. Don't delay. Call Bobby today, 318-342-1411. Our friends at Spa Novell, Lammy Lane and Monroe, pamper the special people in your life, 318-807-1080. Pyworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. For Jamie Foxx, I am Terry Walter. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for the Sports Company with Mr. Sean Fox and his assorted band of deviants. Always good stuff to listen to. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Aloha, folks. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.